Hello, everyone, and welcome to Note to Scene, a music news podcast covering everything from pop punk to metalcore. I'm Matt Crane. I'm Tyler Sharp. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, where every week we discuss all the biggest news stories in the music scene. Find more episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts, where you should please rate and review us. Email us at notetoscene at gmail.com. We have a lot to talk about this week. Big news from 30 Seconds to Mars and Under Oath. But first, we're going to talk about Panic at the Disco, who are back with a new album and ready to conquer the world once again, as they have already done so many times before. Let's go. much cooler would it have been if Franz and Ronnie Radke got into a Twitter fight in like 2013 when all of this still mattered? It would have been the only thing we talked about for at least a few weeks. I mean, there would have been diss tracks coming out. We would have gotten already a call out part three. Ronnie would have made a rap track about it. It's so sad how little this whole debacle, if you could even call it that, mattered. I know it wasn't even a debacle, whereas a few years ago, you know, this would have been the biggest story in the scene. But, oh, you know, we hate to foreshadow the death of the scene, but now it's just like <laughs> even these what once would have been big moments, you know, are just it's just it just kind of happened. You know, it was just like, eh, eh, move on. Whereas, you know, 2013, it would have been war. You know what I mean? There would have been people like picking sides and shit. You know what there I mean? And going to bat man. their artists. Yeah. Team, the Team Radke shirts would have been uh, resurrected, and then we would have had Team Fron shirts. But, yo, shouts to everyone who was in the Twitter replies uh, last weekend or whenever this happened, because you're the only things that are left <laughs> are seen. <laughs> you're why, you are why uh, this was at least still a blip on the map. Maybe. Yeah, and this is really just Ronnie going in on Franz. Franz was like shockingly restrained you know in all this he was kind of just you know ronnie bringing up that that sushi lawsuit money you know going the deep cut right there you know man taking a shot at my man's net worth um (laughs) but but um yeah ronnie just seemed like he was just drunk and slurring out that he was he was sending out a tweet and you literally couldn't even figure out what he was trying to say and then he deleted and then he tweeted again and there were still typos but you could understand what it was it just felt like like ronnie go to bed that that's that's what my response was to it it's it's been it's funny funny. cracked me up that was just the random swipe he takes at jack from sleeping with sirens for getting caught Playing with a backing track for his guitar. Like, only Sleeping With Sirens would have a backing track guitar. The whole band is a backtrack band at this point. It was just like, oh, poor, poor Jack. You know what I mean? Poor Sleeping. Like... Just a, just a casual, just a horrible casualty of this little Twitter war. I know, and it's coming from the guy who has introduced a, a whole shit ton of backtracked electronics into his band's new songs and new era. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yep. I mean, oh my god, dude. This is this was just sad. That's all it was. <laughs> just sad. The scene's getting sadder. All right. I don't want to waste too much time on this. Let's get into our main story this week, which is Panic at the Disco. Brendan Urie is back. The band announced their new album, 
Pray for the Wicked. They released the lead single, um, Say Amen, Saturday Night. They released another song, Fuck a Silver Lining. They announced a massive tour. They did pretty much everything an artist can do this mm-hmm. week. Um, you got the full panic package. Um, so there's a lot to unpack here with the band. You know, they're returning, coming off the just insanely successful run they had with Death of a Bachelor, which, you know, they did a massive arena tour on that. That sold out and was huge. And, you know, they were bumping up against 21 Pilots, looking like one of the biggest bands in the world. They went you know, old they, school record, gold. The, uh, the, yeah, old school gold and, and new school platinum. Right. The record is actually a certified platinum now. But um, so I figure we should kind of start. Let's start with the lead single. Um, Say Amen, parentheses, Saturday Night. Tyler Sharp, um, I know you listen to this one, my man. What do you think of it? So the first thing I have in my notes is sports anthem, question mark. (laughs) Can this (laughs) song be played in like the opening sequence commercial type thing of say, you know, Saturday, Saturday night football game, college football, maybe a UFC fight, you know, Saturday night fights. I I think it could be, but I'm not convinced that that's exactly what they're going for. I'm just saying that it could end up there. And if it does, I mean, more power to him, man. Brendan can do anything. Uh, Interesting, the bridge threw me right back to Pretty Odd. I'm pretty sure that's an Mm -hmm. homage to 2008 when that album dropped. It's a solid Panic at the Disco song. But my question Mm -hmm. I have with it is that, is there anything new here? This kind of just felt it, like a B-side to Hallelujah, you know? Although mm-hmm. They rolled out the last record with Hallelujah as the lead single, and I think Hallelujah is a much better song than this one. But um, it's still generating a lot of streams, this new one, and it is already jumped to number 29 on alt radio. It just blew past Fall Out Boy's Church, which is also on rock, uh, uh, well, alt radio I mean, right okay, now. hold on, I got it. <laughs> Gotta cut in and say that, you know, that's not that big of an achievement, given that, you know, every single off that fault boy album has crashed and burned and church is a particularly terrible I'm just song. saying, man, it's time to have the conversation. Yeah. Is Panic at the Disco gonna be a bigger band than Fall Out Boy? Like it, I mean it, at it, the it, moment they 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 just are. You know what I mean? They're you know, we right. saw some it's of those had... Fall Out Boy we saw some of the numbers from the Fall Out Boy tour. What were they playing to eight to ten thousand people, you sure. know, a night and panic or selling out twenty thousand cap arenas, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so it's time to have that talk. Like, th- this is just where we're at right now. Um, you know, it's got five million plays on Spotify, it's got on it got on uh the new music Friday playlist, which has I mean, that's to be expected though, you know, it should be on on new music Friday. Sure, I mean, the new Under Oath song's on there too, but it got it got yeah. decent placement on it is what really matters. Yeah. I then, mean, yeah, the Under Oath song was way the fuck down there on New Music Friday, whereas right. Panic was at least, you know, in the top 10. Right, and, you, and they got a bump of 174,000 monthly listeners just from being on that playlist at that placement. So I love this... Can I just say I love New Music Friday? Like that playlist on Spotify, I like driving to work in the morning on Friday, I just I, I play it every Friday now. It's like this awesome, just like communal event now. Everyone's listening to New Music Friday. It's the first time I felt like in a while where like the whole country or just, you know, a small part of the country at least is starting to listen to the radio at the same time in a way. You know, everybody goes to New Music Friday and articles are written about it and ran everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just love that. 
God, I feel like uh, I got invited to the party and I stayed at home on that <laughs> one, man. I literally, I listen to Apple Music in one window and I look at Spotify stats in the other. <laughs> You're coming. You're coming over. As soon as my subscription's out, I'm rolling, man. It, uh, I'm, um, I'm okay, so it's really interesting that, you know, you, you said sort of, um, you brought up the comparison to Hallelujah and this like being a B-side because y- y- the first thing, you had written in your notes with sports anthem. Um, the first thing I had written in my notes was safe question mark. Mm, uh, yes, good this, word. To me, feels like a very safe move for the band. There's not that much here we haven't heard from them before, and it, it's a little confounding and confusing. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily a a, a bad thing, mm. but uh, this th- there's nothing new here. You know, we've heard this exact type of song you know on death of a bachelor even songs like this you know on too weird it's um Mm -hmm. it's a good song it's got a big chorus it's a party jam you know i think if i had a few beers in me i would like this song a lot more when that (laughs) when that chorus kicks in and um there's sort of you mentioned like the pretty out there right there's like these like little like baroque pop flourishes kind of sprinkled through it just as like a little throwback even i got just a little, the tiniest bit of like a little fever throwback just as like a Same. tease i could hear mm-hmm. it just around there and it's like okay so a little bit of baroque pop just to make the fans sort of remember that era but yeah you know it, yeah i'm just at this weird spot where it's like it, it it feels safe to me like 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 nothing new um it's a good song, but like it, I don't know that it's better than Victorious. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know that it's better than Hallelujah. Um, you know, I like it better than the title track or um, what's the Gargoyle video one called? Oh, uh, shit! Uh, don't <laughs> it's not Don't Threaten Me with a Good Time. Um, no, that's the cocaine gasoline one. Right. Anyway, anyways, point being is um. It's just, it's not that it's bad or I feel like some big decline here from Panic, but it just feels so safe. And I'm a little confused by that at the moment. How are you feeling about it, Tyler? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'll give my score. My score on the song right now is I'm at a 7.3 out of 10. Okay. I was at a 7. Okay. So, yeah, I'm totally on the same page. That was my main question. Is there anything new here? I don't think there is. This feels just like a B-side to the whole death of a bachelor album but also just like a b-side to the seven inch of hallelujah and it kind of you know say amen it's got the same the same concept i know he's really built Literally, his right fame, amen hallelujah right he's, he's built his fan base around this concept of religious aspects he calls his fans the sinners and and whatnot and there's another thing to be read into about how fallout boy's current single is called church but that's a whole nother discussion like you said it's safe and i don't think that's the right move for panic right now it it kind of feels like when you look at the trajectory of panic and the evolution of their music specifically this kind of feels like it flatlines with death of a bachelor we're not going anywhere else whereas it should be going like where is i understand he's having the aesthetic of the the throwback frank sinatra modern day pop vibe but where's the EDM chorus? Like, where's right. the marshmallow feature? That, <laughs> right. That's I, what I mean, we're where is for, right? the modern Spotify pop 
you know, sort of yeah, encapsulation where's... of this. Where is the evolution? Right. Is he keeping up with the times? You know, Panic had their special moment with Death of a Bachelor, and I just don't know that that can be stretched out over two albums. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to ask you, like, I don't know if you got the same feeling as me, but, like, does this feel, like, kind of soon to you? Like, this, like, I don't, like, Victorious and all that, it's just, God, you know, I know it was a while ago, it just doesn't feel that long ago i guess because maybe that campaign you know got stretched out so long and that arena tour was so big but it it kind of feels like they haven't been gone long enough almost to me like this feels like uh like people were people really anxiously waiting for this like were you really waiting for panic to come back right now tyler yeah that was one of the things i wanted to bring up i think if the song was better we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd yeah. be like, fuck it, yes, bring it on. But one of the things that Panic and Brendan was in the news cycles for maybe like not even a month ago, just a couple of weeks, was that he was saying that he liked the idea of just releasing singles, Lucy's. And I was all about it because that's what, that's that's where the music industry is going. You know, we're going towards just consistent single releases, you know, maybe throughout the year for artists. And I was ready for it. Drop a single, send it to alt radio, send it to top 40, see what it can do, Mm -hmm. see how you can burn, see how you can turn Panic at the Disco and this Frank Sinatra meets millennial modern pop vibe and give it a Spotify Mm -hmm. core twist to it. I think that's what we what should have been done with this album. And unfortunately, it looks like we're just getting Death of a Bachelor Part 2. Yeah, kind of like, you know, it didn't seem broke, so they're not going to fix it. You know, I, I, I imagine to Feel by Ramen and Atlantic Records as a whole, the success of that that album was a big shock to them. Unexpected. You know, yeah. like I, nobody saw that going platinum. Nobody saw it, you know, selling 190,000 copies first week. No, I mean, no, even at the time when I was at AP, we didn't we didn't see it coming. You know what I mean? Cause right. too weird was a big success. You know what did like 80 K first week. And, you know, I think eventually went gold or got close to it. And it was like, okay, the band's back on, on the money, but we didn't know it was going to blow up the way they re blew up. Like they had with fever. We didn't right. know they were going to get that big. And so you could almost see the label being like, we made we just made a lot of money off what you did last time. Can you do that again for <laughs> Can us, Brendan? Do it again. Yeah, I mean we're we we are witnessing still the panic at the disco repeak, and I just right. not sure if this is the right step. And like you said, you know, I I was really bummed. I said it on the show that we were going to get a panicless summer last summer, and I wasn't sure that that was the right move for the band. Like, I wanted them to drop a Lucy during, right. the, like, a, a summer anthem and have it burn. Well, you know, they dropped Hallelujah, like, months sure, before, right. I feel like, the album announcement. Yeah. You know, and that kind of worked well for them. Like, that song, I think it's one of their, like, exactly. highest charting singles since the Fever days. Uh, it Easily, you know, it got mm-hmm. into Top 40 Radio. Right. So, I was really hoping we were just, oh, I just, like you said, it does feel soon for a full album, but I don't think yeah. it's too soon for a Panic at the Disco banger. Like, I and, I think well, and that's the thing. If it was a banger, you know, and this is right, a good song. Exactly. I don't want to say it's a bad song. Right. I really like. I like that chorus. That chorus pops. Mm-hmm. It's. I feel like if I was at a party, though, I feel like it. It requires ancillary sort of entertainment 
to make this song really like flourish and sort of blossom. Like if you're at a party and you've had a few drinks and you're having a really good time and that chorus kicks in, you're going to throw your hands up in the air like Brendan Urie and you're going to be right. like, yeah, you know, but I, I don't know, like sitting alone listening to this song, you know, I listen to Spotify in my car every day all the time. And I just, I didn't really go to this track that much because they're just, there wasn't that much exciting there, but it's, it, you know, it's still a good song. It's just like you said, if, if they had just maybe dropped a Lucy banger, that was just a, like a certified, you know, gold banger and kind of left us hanging. Maybe that would have been a more exciting move here. Right. It, it, when we look at Panic and their return and their rise to their repeak, Too Weird and Death of a Bachelor feel like different eras of the band, right? So yeah. this album needs to feel like a different era of the band. And in order to do that, I think you got to release a slightly polarizing Lucy to, to just kind of ease yeah. people into it. As long as it's a banger, it'll work. But unfortunately, we're getting just kind of and, I mean, more I'm, I'm going to pivot a little here and point to Falling in Reverse, who are having a lot of mm. success with their Lucy they just dropped. God, I forget it, the name of the song. Yeah, um, I don't know either. But going I know, insane. I know it's the song. Going in, yeah, it's called Going Insane or something. And, it, you know, it's got a crazy video. It's, you know, it's, it's out there. It's, you know, they're, it's they're doing some the different experimenting. Too. And it's doing really well for the band, you know, and that, it, it can be a good move in this era. But, you know, instead, we get the full album announcement, um, which it's so weird. Like, I don't I'm not disappointed. You know, I'm I'm excited for a Panic album, but it's just something feels off, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just like and we'll get into it a little more. Like, there are some other things I noticed. But Mm -hmm. so instead of just getting a single and getting the anticipation, we got the full album and we got the lead single, Say Amen. And we also got another song called Fuck the Silver Lightning. This is weird to me. I always find it weird, <laughs> the double song release. Remember Neck Deep, Neck Deep. with yep. uh, the piece in the panic? And it was just like, why? You know, you want to you want to you want to be concise and focus on that lead single, you know? Oh, and, and before we dive any further into this next song, I want to point out um, Say Amen was the number one added song to alt radio this week. OK, it got more ads than any other song. So that makes sense. And that would explain, you know, the big jump we saw. And, you know, when a, when a song is, is sort of massively added to alt radio, there's usually an exchange of cash between record mm. labels and uh, radio stations. So, it, it, you know, there's no guarantees that this is going to be a big hit at alt radio, I would say. You know, True. we yeah. saw the big jump, but I don't know if it, this is going to I don't know if this makes the top 10. Yeah, it got 30 ads while we're here. Do you think it will make the top 10? I know you're hesitant, but where do you think this song I, peaks? I am hesitant, man. You know, I could, you know, I could see it kind of like, you know, Paramore's Hard Times, what, they got up to like 14 mm, or something? And yep, right out there. There. This might, this, this might do that. Or, you know, I could just be completely wrong and Panic could just steamroll to, to number five <laughs> or number four or something. Yeah. Um, you know, it remains to be seen. I'm but, a little um, bit more confident in this than I am Paramore. Yeah, well, you you fucking hated that song. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so fuck Silver Lining. What did you think of this song, Tyler Sharp? So this is kind of it, it, kind of in the same as Say Amen, but a little more to the extreme. It's trying too hard to assume the modern Top 40 Frank Sinatra role. The horns in the chorus yeah. are good, I think, you know, like they, they make it feel big. What I kind of get down to is like, is it just me or are these two songs kind of forgettable? Like I, I kept having to go back to these songs to remember how they sound. Like these choruses aren't sticking with me the way... Hallelujah did the way Victorious did the way the title track off Death of a Bachelor did. Am I alone you know, or what? Where, where are you at on this song? 
What's your score? I'm at a six and a five. Six six point five out of ten here. Okay. Um yeah, you know, it's okay, so it's it's fun, but it's flat. Right. You know, it's right. like this Bruno Mars funk sort of old timey jam. And I'm just like this is the complete wrong direction, I think, for the band to be going mm. into. You know what I mean? Like the the future is the other way. You know, this isn't this isn't the way. And you know, I don't want to waste too much time in this song because it's it's not the lead single. That's obviously why they kind of chose to drop it now. I, I just I, I don't even know why I released this song now. True. Um, yeah, this is a filler song. I just don't I don't the song. It's very like involved with itself, too. It's very like inward looking. It's just this weird sort of like reflex exercise of like Brendan just sort of. <laughs> you know, for lack of a better word, sort of practicing his disco, you know, tech, like in this weird way. I just don't really see this song beyond much of like an art project or like, you know, sort of like a performance art. It's not really yeah. like a song. It's just kind of it's just, it's just kind of uh, sonics coming at you in this this stream of of boringness, I guess. Um, that being said, Brendan's, vo- Brendan's voice still sounds tremendous. You know, the sure. instrumentation is executed well. And that's why I ultimately landed at a 6 out of 10. You know, okay. it's, it's it's boring. Yeah, and it's so funny you call it flat because the horns in the chorus, <coughs> like, it has, a hor- it has an entire horn section in the chorus of this song. And I 100% agree with you. It sounds flat. Yeah, like, but that- where are they? They're under the mix. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like right. you got the horns, turn that shit up, you know? But, like, they're just, like... They're underneath Brendan's kind of humming throughout this song. Yeah, I just this releasing this song was was a mistake. I think. Um, yeah, it's not gonna be that. a hit. I I keep I'm wondering no. why we're not getting it, the the This Is Gospel Part Two. Where is that ballad at? You know, like we didn't du- really get that single, last album. The double single is never never the hit. You right. know what I mean? It, right, for it, sure. It, it's just like an ex- It's like why not? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of speechless because I never thought, you know, I'd be on this side of the fence with Panic. You know, we were so right, right. excited like, about how, how coming off of How can we be here right now? Why are we so... He- we shouldn't be this hesitant for a Panic at I the know. Disco album rollout in 2018. You know, man, it was, we've seen so much, so many scene bands fail, you know, from Sleeping to Of Mice and Men to you name it, and we're watching this scene just sort of unravel, and it was like, this was one of those bands that was on the up, you know, and Mm -hmm. I just, I hate to even, I hate to even take the dialogue into this territory. Listeners, I do not want to be here. Right. I don't want to sound like a doomsday sayer, but, um, I, you know, I'm just like, I'm going through these items here we got, and I'm just like, I'm not, like, up next, you know, like, they announced this massive arena tour right Mm -hmm. they kind of just did it though last year like it's a really big tour really big arenas and you know last year i mean it went off they packed that shit out you know they did the documentary do they have enough gas in the tank to do that again i mean he's a year removed from the tour market right so he he proved he can sell them out last spring and we've only you know they're they're actually releasing a new album right now so hypothetically this should be this should be easy, man. This should be cash in the bank. So I, I honestly, I don't think he'll have too it, many issues selling these out. I just think Brendan, as a celebrity and as a, as a, as a personality I, online, is just where it's at right now. Way more so than anything related to Fallout Boy. So I, I think he's gonna have an easy time filling these venues out. I'm worried about the album. 
it's a re- it's just a really big fucking tour and i know maybe we're you know close to your move but like when you do a really big tour like that you know it's almost like you kind of want maybe two years in between it you know mm-hmm. a big right. full arena tour i just and you know like i said if this was a banger single and it became a big hit you know it it becomes a lot more conceivable to me that you know and a, a giant arena tour could be a success, True. but maybe you know, I now I, I sort of look at it more as like a cash grab. Like, oh, let let again, you know, the label. Let's try to do this again. <laughs> it, you know, it worked really good last time. Let's let's put out another Death of the Bachelor. Let's try to pack arenas again. It, it just kind of feels like more of the same. And it should be said that it's not happening in the late winter, early spring this time. It is happening in the second half of summer. The weather's going to be good all the time. <laughs> Hypothetically, more people should show out for it. So. I, I'm trying to look on the bright side here, but I feel where you're coming from. Yeah, and man, I love Brendan Urie so much. He, like, you know, in all my times working in this music industry, of all the musicians I met, Brendan Urie was the nicest dude, you know, mm-hmm. which is surprising. The most famous, he was the nicest. He's the guy who remembers your name. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. just the nicest, awesome guy. So, you know, I just, I hate, I don't want to be down on him because I've always music and you know fever is a classic i love too weird Always. even i like vices <laughs> and i like the bachelor it's just i'm just um man this is a this it's, is a tough segment it's to get through. worrying yeah i don't i don't like to be worried about panic I, this was supposed <laughs> right. to be smooth sailing but okay so did you see the band perform on fallon fallon is the biggest pretty much the biggest one you can play and i was um Second. i think colbert is beating him in the ratings right, right now yeah. so maybe fallon is number two but still if you're playing Fallon or Colbert, that's that's flagship late night television. Mm-hmm. That's the most viewers. You know, what I mean, either one of those is basically the number one slot. You know, you're not playing Conan. You're not, you know, you're not playing Corden. And, and you know, Fallon's kind of not Fallon. Um, Kimmel's kind of in the middle there. But playing mm-hmm. Fallon's a big deal. So, um, any any thoughts on the performance, Tyler? Anything good? Come on, give me First something. First off. Good, Jimmy Fallon is the biggest Panic at the Disco fan. I mean, that, oh, yeah. that's that's the biggest takeaway from this. Uh, he is well, the band's biggest fan of all time. Well, he's he's the biggest fan of a lot of things, though. <laughs> no, I, see, I, and Cla- I know, I know. He he pulls and the same low. I know what you're saying. He, no. he pulls he, the same low. We've I, seen it, but I know what you're saying. We've seen it. He really does genuinely seem to love this yes, band, even though he is, he loves everything else is so totally awesome. Right. He really does get a little extra excited for Brendan. No, I think I think he actually likes Panic at the Disco, <laughs> and it's it's pretty evident if you watch any of his reactions to the performances on the show. Main thing I took away from this interesting, and I know we're gonna touch on Panic's new uh, member uh after this but why bring the band back to the front for a while he was doing tv performances like the ellen one which was fantastic mm-hmm. it felt like a broadway performance almost oh, hell yeah that with and it was only himself which made sense brendan is panic at the disco my question here is why bring the band back do do, do we have an answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i don't really have a good answer to that question i i totally agree with you brendan doing the broadway thing you know during the live performances which was a much more compelling thing and bringing the band forward kind of sort of like levels out the plane a little Mm -hmm. bit and makes it feel more of you know like a like a like a wide flat shot sort of performance that we typically see and the other thing i really noticed about this band um when they were playing on fallon and then they got me thinking about just sort of the imagery around the rollout is the color palette is mm-hmm. just like gone black suits 
Like, you know, there's no gold jackets anymore. There's no red jackets. You know, it's all Brendan with sparkling gold jackets was so cool. You know what I mean? And the theatricality is kind of like it almost looks like they're trying to do away with it for this cycle. And it just feels like less fantastical than the band used to. And that, that, that really like bugged me in a way I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it I didn't think I cared that much about that, but I was kind of like, Oh, this like, it just feels, you know, Brendan goes up there. He gives a hell of a performance. You know, the dude, the dude's a performer, but mm-hmm. I don't know if, if I just like seeing the, my man in a gold jacket or what, but it just makes <laughs> it that much more fun when he looks like pure fucking Vegas, you know? And um, it just it was it was weird to see the band looking like, you know, I don't know, nothing but thieves or something up there, you know, Ooh. like, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I, I, I was just very confused. I Like you said, they yeah. killed it like it was good. Yeah, Brendan, course, Brendan always but, delivers. But uh, I, I think this is a case out by the aesthetics. Like, yeah, I think this whole segment we're kind of getting towards is uh, is a case kind of the same thing we had with Under Oath. Uh, by the standards of the rest of the bands we kind of cover on the show, this would be fantastic. But we're going by Panic standards and we're going by Under Oath standards that they have themselves set before them by the material that they've released and this new stuff isn't living up to our expectations i think that's the biggest thing what it comes down to and it's concerning Uh, for the future of these artists yeah um we are on watch now um quick cool thing you know the band announced a new bassist um Mm. her name is nicole rowe this is the replacement for down weeks interesting she played for uh miley cyrus Dude, I, was, um, I had that. that in my notes. Dang it. I thought I was going to yeah, blow your mind with it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm blowing your did, mind, man. Matt For did the, his uh, homework. Younger now, Matt did when Miley, homework. you know, went back went back to country kind of and all that. She was playing with Miley. So that's an interesting connection. Um, it, it, Just straight up, it's really cool to see a girl in Panic! at the Disco. I think totally. that, that's dope. As a as a antithesis to bringing the band back, this is really cool to see. Yeah. Absolutely. This is so that you know that was one bright spot. You know, I kind of saw in all this. Again, I like the song. I'm just you know I'm a little worried. Um, and I just gotta be like, all right, don't. I'm not trying to raise alarm bells here. Oh, I'm not. No. What are you not, doing, man? I'm just. I, I I got. You know, we talked about Fall Out Boy fatigue, and I just I just gotta mm. raise the question. Like, is there some panic fatigue right now? Because you know, I just looked at the video, and you know, the big rollout video. Which, by the way, the video wasn't particularly exciting to me. I mean, it was kind of cool seeing Brendan Urie like stab a bunch of people and get attacked, but. I didn't see too much unique going on in that concept, but the video, you know, the big main YouTube video only has 3 million views, only 5 million plays on Spotify. The song's only at number eight on iTunes right now. Like, is is this troubling? You know what I mean? Like, should should these numbers be bigger? You know, I'm thinking back to even Paramore and Hard Times. At this point, that, that Hard Times YouTube video had, mm. what, like 10 million views? Well, there certainly wasn't uh, Paramore fatigue. That was the big thing. That's the, no, that's yeah, there's the... no Paramore fatigue at all. Right. Yeah, so that's why I'm wondering, it's like, is that why the new Panic! The Disco lead fucking single with a video on YouTube is sitting at 3 million streams? You know, That just I, seems loaded. <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely. And I think there's a lot that goes into that video in particular. And as soon as I saw that it was a quote-unquote film, I clicked out of it. Because I, I don't want yeah. that to be the first way I hear this song. And I'm so glad yeah. that I did. Because 
when you go back and watch the video, it's the song's all chopped up and, and Brendan's acting in it. You know, I, I don't know if it's like an acting pitch for him. Again, to, wearing like a black suit, too. Right. By the, way. the color yeah, palette. Yeah. The whole color palette of the video is dark. It's just we're losing all color in this band, I guess. Right. And, and you know, it's although I do, cool. I do like the album art. I think the album art's kind of cool. See, I I, like I, now you brought it up. Now I got to talk about it. it it's uh. it's kind of like a it's kind of like a ripoff of 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 uh, a Manchester Orchestra album cover and a and a Mute Math album cover kind of pushed yeah, together. Man, knows who those bands are. I'm just saying, man. It, it's, every time I look at it, I'm like, that's not Panic at the Disco. I'm kidding. All, all you Manchester fans, don't at me. I'm kidding. We all we know who Manchester are. Dude, they got an alt radio song burning, man. It's been there for a while. Good for them. Good for them. They had, so, they had an AP cover. Good they did. Them. They did have an AP cover. I remember being very disappointed as a freshman in high school in that issue. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man uh, <laughs> i know where's bring me the horizon okay right. um yeah so i just bring that point up you know we hypothesized panic fatigue uh fallout boy fatigue early on and it, it really played out the sh- the fallout boy singles went nowhere um the shows aren't aren't selling out they're not nearly selling out you know the fall boy tour and i just i gotta poise that question is there panic fatigue right now because i'm just seeing low numbers and it, it's troubling to me are... why aren't they number one on iTunes right now there's no I reason mean, for that as far as the billboard top 200 goes we are living in the age of the number one flop yeah um, fallout boy did it eminem did it Justin Timberlake is doing but it. Like, I don't know. And they're not even in the top. I didn't even see the, the single in the top 50 on Spotify in the U.S. Right. That just seems unacceptable. It feels like there's lacking momentum here already right yeah. out of the gates and that's not a good and is that because sign of the this campaign. song is is that because this song isn't getting people juiced? You it's know a what mix I mean? of everything. It's not, it's not right. burning. That's what it comes down to is that the song's not good enough. The song's not good enough. Maybe it's a little too soon. There might be some fatigue. But Tyler, we've talked about panic for a really long time. <laughs> so we have got to move on to our next story, which is probably going to take a really long time. Oh, Under Oath, our guys the released boys. the second single, Rapture, from their first album in eight years called Erase Me. Um, this follows the lead single, On My Teeth, which I believe we got in depth on two episodes ago. Um, we got called out, son. We got called out. Yeah, we got, we got, we got, you know, Spencer Chamberlain, the singer about it, you know, kind of gave it, gave, gave it to us for that episode. Um, but um, it was a fun time. It was a fun episode. You go listen to it if you want to hear our thoughts on On My Teeth. But um, the second single is out now, Rapture. Tyler Sharp, I know you heard it. What are your thoughts on this single this is the best sleep wave song that we've gotten so far <laughs> we called it man on that episode the first single was the fan service song the second single is the radio push and might i add that today it got added to eight rock radio rotations so it was this is yeah it was the fourth most added track to rock radio this week like the time has come man this is the moment we will see in the next couple of weeks if under oath can have a rock radio hit if if this song mm-hmm. can get some momentum and start to climb the charts or is it gonna hit a brick wall at 40 or 30 which you know the black veil bride songs have done the of mice and men songs have done the mm-hmm. y- you name it if a scene band's got it on rock radio minus i prevail and a day to remember same about you is actually starting to burn above 30 now so we'll see where that goes but rapture it's obviously missing the under oath edge it goes without saying at this point the chorus is solid and i think that's what we can really take away from this song it's mm-hmm. it's not an under oath song but under oath have said themselves that they don't want to be under oath anymore 
they don't want to have those expectations and they wrote this album without having those expectations themselves. So of course it's not going to sound like the heaviness of Define and Lost or the poppiness of They're Only Chasing Safety or the avant-garde-ness of Disambiguation. This is a new album. This is a new era for the band. They want to be a big radio rock band and this song proves it. I have heard, listeners, just, just calm down, I have heard that there are heavier moments on the album, arguably mm-hmm. heavier moments than on my teeth. So we're going to get a mix here. And I, I, I've I, heard that this is about as rock radio as it gets. I've heard there's one other song that has the potential to be, you know, fi- fighting against Rapture for the most rock radio that Under Oath gets on this album. But just seeing it on the media base ad boards, I got the biggest smile across my face today that my favorite yeah. band has the chance to to have a hit song. I mean, they've had they've released unparalleled albums to me and for a lot of people, you know, personally, and they've proved that they can be a big band like 98,000 copies first week. That's uh, massive. But they've never had an actual hit song. That was in uh, 2006 with uh, Define the Great Line. Right. And which eventually went gold dude it went gold within like the next three months yeah. <laughs> it was unreal <laughs> what that band was doing in 2006 but it, this so is their chance all that's all that said tyler where are you at on the song what do you think of this <laughs> oh <laughs> man i am at a 6.9 Again, the Aaron versus Spencer thing. If Aaron was the predominant vocal on this song and Spencer maybe only did the the bridge, if they just traded spots, I'd probably be close to an eight. I just genuinely think that Spencer has a bad voice, especially compared to Aaron. And personally, I, oh my God, I don't think he can carry the band to radio rock stardom. But do I hope that okay. he does? Absolutely. Of course. Let's get into that in a minute. And I'll just, you know, I'll get on tape what I think. Okay. Um, you know, and I got to say, like, under oath, you know, I know, like, the guys listened to the last episode <laughs> and maybe felt a little disrespected. And I don't want to do that here because... I, I love this band. You guys have put out, you know, incredible work that got me through fun times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I grew up with your music. It's awesome. I'm not sitting here like, where's when the sun sleeps? You know what I mean? I understand bands have to <laughs> bands have to evolve. You know what I mean? I get it. But that being Uh-oh. said, I, I fucking laughed out loud when I first heard this song um, <sighs> at work. I was cracking up because I just I couldn't believe it. You, you know, I mean, like. I could believe it because, you know, we we, we talked about this when the first single came out. We're like, here comes, you know, we felt the rock radio single coming. And, um, you know, part of me didn't want Under Oath to do that because, like I said, I wanted something new and crazy. I want Under Oath to blow my mind. But I understand the mode the band are in right now. And I understand they want to be a rock radio band. And I agree with you. It's cool seeing Under Oath on the ad board for rock radio. Although I don't, you know, I don't know that that, that's going to translate (laughs) into any kind of success because, you know, like dog, like we start with the sleep wave fuzz intro. And, and as soon as I heard that, I was like, Oh shit, it's over. Yeah. Like I knew it was over as soon as I heard that. And then we jump into this Doomy Event sevenfold guitar riff that intros you into the song after that. And I was like, what What the fuck's going on here? And in the bottom line that it sort of comes down to is, like you said, this this 
this is a Sleepwave song. This sounds exactly like Sleepwave. It's this filter meets Nine Inch Nails Love Child that we've we've already heard before. It, it it's the it's a Sleepwave song. You, you know, when I looked at the video, the top YouTube comment, you know what it was that I saw? It's, it was it somebody that had said, wave. yeah, yeah. It was it was somebody said, "How's everyone like the new Sleepwave track?" You mm-hmm. know, and it had like you know a thousand likes or whatever on YouTube. And, and and we're we're not I'm not the only we're not the only one saying this. This is like right. everywhere I looked. Because I wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Everywhere I looked, this was pretty much the re- the reaction that I was seeing. Everyone was like, this sounds like Sleepwave, which it totally does. And anyone who has that opinion is totally valid. And I'll just say, play this song back to back with Through the Looking Glass. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least just the intros. And you're like, oh my God, like we're doing, we're really doing the same thing. And and I know you said you think this is the best Sleepwave song. I don't even think I'd give it that much credit. I think Looking Glass is a better Sleepwave oh, song. Oh, get the fuck out of here, better chorus. Man. That chorus goes way higher. No, the uh, second half of this chorus rips. It's it's solid. Uh, I'm at a 5.8 out of 10. Oh, dude, song. just a dagger to the heart, man. Are you, you know, kidding me? And I hate to do it, man, but it's, you know, this is a calculated move, and I appreciate and I understand the move mm-hmm. to try to go to rock radio with this band. But the song's just not good enough. It's it, I I don't see it it climbing the charts, and I and I wish it would. I want to see Under Oath do good at rock right. radio. I really do. That would be so cool. Even though it would be cooler to get a new experimental album from them, it would also be cool to see them dominate rock radio. But it the song is just not there, man. And I know you know it in your heart. This song is not there. It, it, it it's not gonna crack the top ten. It's it's gonna get this initial radio ad push that you know whatever Concord pulled off to make happen. But I, I, I don't. Do you really realistically see this climbing? I mean, I, I don't think that the current three days grace single is worth is worth the pile of shit that it was made with. You know, I, I don't think that yeah. obviously it does fit the current rock radio mold. But but, um, but there are I, there are dudes that like that shit. You know what I mean? There are dude dudes that like just like that kind of so shit. So you're what you're you know saying, what saying is that bros aren't gonna like this song. Bro, this isn't. Yeah, it's not for bros. It's not for under oath fans. It's not for scene kids. You know what I mean? It's, it's not even for I prevail fans. It, 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 it's like nine inch nails aren't popping off at rock radio anymore. Filter, filter has been over for twenty fucking years. You know what I mean? It's like this kind. Uh, I know Spencer's really in love with this kind of music, but and like it's like I love you, Spence, but you did you already did this in Sleepwave, and it didn't fucking work. You know what I mean? Nobody cared. It didn't go anywhere. That project just flopped, and this song is just a regurgitation of that. And I just I don't. It it, it already didn't work with Sleepwave. I just don't see how it's gonna work with Under Oath. It's so, a little frustrating. I know, and I thankfully I've had a lot of time to calm down <laughs> from from the first <laughs> for the first time I heard this song till when we're recording it. And the first band that I kind of the first current rock radio band that I kind of connect this with is nothing more. They have the they have the electronics, they have the robotic tendencies, they have a really like abrasive output, and I honestly don't think that band is good at all. But they're making rock radio. Yeah. Bands. They're getting recognition. Yeah, They're like, doing about twenty thousand first week. Um, they are having success, but like, who's gonna remember them in five years? Honestly, I mean, they were on fucking Warp Tour two thousand and eight, man. They've been on the upslope ever since. That. I mean, <laughs> they, I mean, there were some you, reinventions there, but there were absolutely some reinventions there. But say what you will about that band, they're they're here now. And, and they're having success. I think 
Do you know anyone who nothing more is their favorite band? Maybe not their favorite band, but shouts to Brian Storm. I don't know. He'll I ride for this band. He'll ride for them, but they're not his favorite band. No. Under Oath is a favorite band. You know what I mean? Under they shouldn't Oath be is, making nothing uh, more music. Under Oath is they trying to They should be making break, favorite yeah. band music. Under Oath is trying to break into a market where no one knows that who they are. They have to make and different I agree. music to do that. It, it's just this song's not good enough to do it. And, and and coming back to your point about Spencer's vocals, they're not... They're, his clean vocals just aren't particularly special or good enough on this track, I think, to execute or do it. Um, shouts to the little Aaron moment we get, you know? Mm. We get a brief moment of Aaron singing on this song, and... Um, it's, I, I appreciate that. It's so funny you brought up When the Sun Sleeps, man. Because uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> whenever I think about Aaron in a bridge, that's the song that I yeah. think of. <laughs> right, right. That's a, hey, oh, my God. That, that bridge, man. Yo, shouts even, to 2002, even, man. Yo, don't get even, out of here. Don't even. Get out of here. Phil from, the, Phil from the new tragic in the video. Dude, oh, filthy on, Phil, man. Starting his Phil, acting Phil. career. Uh, oh, man. We could talk about When the Sun Sleeps all day, couldn't we? And um, uh, I'm sure the, if, that, if that, anyone from the Under Oath camp was listening to this point they're not listening anymore <laughs> no they've, they've been a lot. and you know I, if you are still listening i'm sorry guys i don't mean to get angry and be disrespectful this band means a lot to me you know so it, it's hard but i gotta you know i gotta judge this band the right. way i judge this is what we any do. other bands That's and, what we and, do and, and to be show. fair we've trashed some bands on this show and we've dragged bands through the mud and i think you know we're we're doing we've been pretty respectful and fair with under Oath, you know because I, I, we both genuinely love this band you know we we want yeah. to see them succeed we, but we also want them want to see them release good music and yeah and, and we I, just I don't, don't believe I don't, spencer is a bad singer when it comes to clean vocals i just there's just nothing super special there that's gonna make it stand out on rock radio you know like like we want them to have that rock radio success so, but it's just isn't isn't that the point not, though he's 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 kind of checking off a box the band is by using spencer more than aaron right they're checking off this box that Emo, vo- well, emo Aaron certain, Gillespie vocals yeah. aren't going to work on rock radio. The more downtrodden, well, we right. uh, like uh, nasally kind of we, delivery that Spencer has, it could work on rock radio. But but he yeah, but he's not quite all the way towards that spectrum. You know what I mean? He's in this yeah, weird know, sort but of he's middle. Closer, right? That's why they did it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Spencer works better at rock radio than than Aaron. We've discussed that. You know, Aaron would work great on you know the masterpiece experimental blow your mind under oath album we've never heard that you know that would have been cool to get you know what i mean the aaron vocals would be good on that but yeah i agree not on rock radio we don't want aaron but spencer's just like in this middle ground he doesn't quite you know what i mean he doesn't sound like he's in papa roach or either you know or any of the other other bands having success at rock radio right now but you know, he's in this this middle ground, and it, it just, I'm, I just, I'm, I don't see it. I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm, we're in the same boat. I'm just trying to paddle upstream, and you're going with the current. I, yeah. I just, we're, we're just kind of at a standstill right now. I genuinely hope, I, I uh, always want nothing but the best for this band. So I, I, I'm giving it absolutely. every option I can to succeed. And uh, to see it on the media-based ad boards, I will say again, put the biggest smile on my face. And uh, I, I'm excited for the rest of the album. You no, that's like we, cool. we get to hear that's an Under Oath cool. album next week. How cool is that? Come on, man. You know, <laughs> before I heard the music, it was cool, you know, oh but, I, you know, I just, I, I have my doubt. This was supposed to be the song that, you know, maybe won us back, but, you know, I, I just, 
I don't know any. I mean, I, I know. I'm not. I'm I not sure if I asked you this again. But do you think you asked me? Do you do you genuinely think this can climb the charts? Does it have a shot? Because I just don't think it has a shot. There has been enough anomalies on rock radio recently to where I could see it happening. We had the asking based climb. on we have not nothing based on more other climb. anomalies though. Just based on the song and under oath. Do you, you know what I, I mean? Based on the quality of the enough, song. But like I said before, I don't think a lot of rock radio songs are good enough to be where they're at. <laughs> they're just basically saying like shit happens. So maybe that's, that's basically <laughs> like, what your point is. <laughs> the song's not good enough, but shit does happen sometimes. It could happen. So maybe. It could happen. They, fill, they filled oh. out all, they put a check mark in every box that they needed to. Um, how well they did that is is highly debatable, but they filled out the form and and they have a seat at the table now. Whether or not they can move up, we're just gonna have to see. Yeah, it's kind of like they've just gotten to the table though. Will they be invited to sit down and stay? You know, <sighs> come uh, on, man. Under Oath is on rock radio. They, they got, are in that's rock radio ad. rotation. The Concord spam added them. You know I what I mean? Know, but that's, we'll, we'll, that's their they're decision. not really cooking in rotation yet. We'll see oh, if they stick in rotation. Just give them a seat. Let my guys sit down. That's what I want. You know, I would lo- like seriously. If I saw this song and in even the top twenty, I'm gonna consider that you know a success. Any other thoughts on Under Oath, Tyler Sharp? I don't think so. <laughs> other <laughs> than, you know, we love the band and we wish them the best. Yeah, and, uh, God. I, it's never I, easy to do this with a band you, you're so close to. I didn't um, want uh, the Under Oath 2018 conversations to be so exhausting, but they are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next story, which is 30 Seconds to Mars. Um, the band released their third single, One Track Mind, featuring ASAP Rocky. This is uh, following Walk on Water. And Dangerous Night, uh, the former of which went to number one on alt radio with a big smash sports anthem. And the latter, which is currently performing strong at number nine on alt radio and in like solid rotation. I hear it all the time. Uh, This is all from their upcoming album, America, which should probably already be out by now, Mm -hmm. but isn't coming out until April. So uh, Tyler Sharp, have you had a chance to hear One Track Mind? And what do you think of it? I've heard but have you heard, Matt? Because I've heard that it's only 30 seconds to Mars, and it took you even less just to get to my heart. Oh, dude. dude. Messiah Complex Jared Leto is back. All caps. B-A-C-K. With bars, man. Homie is out here trying to make filler tracks change the world. <laughs> dude, shouts to ASAP. Shouts to the mob. So that's, I mean, that's the first thing I'm going to go to. I was expecting, when I saw 30 Seconds to Mars release a song with ASAP Rocky, a lot of things went through my mind. But ultimately, I was expecting something a whole lot different than what we did get from ASAP's verse, but it's still my favorite part of the song. I was, like I said, this is a filler song, man. I mean, it, it... it has some sort of, uh, something can be said about its ambient, ethereal kind of atmospheric rise that it has to it and the low-keyness uh, of the, I don't even want to call it an EDM chorus drop, but it's it's ish. That That's kind of what this song is. It's, it is. It's, it's an EDM-ish chorus drop. Um, but ASAP saved the song, and Jared is just, man, Bono reincarnate. I, I just, I, I can't get away from it, but uh, I'm right underneath a seven again for the sake of not uh, not being redundant. I'm going to give it a 6.8. 
but uh, I go back to ASAP's verse. I'll, I'll listen to the song just to hear ASAP's verse. That, that was that was uh, that was a fire, fire. delivery. Fire, fire. Man. I mean, shit. Holy crap! Holy crap! Um, Where are okay, you at, so man? I fucking I really like this song, man. All right. Um, I, this is like you know you know me in mood tracks, and this mm. is a very vibey, moody, spacey, murky track. You know, this is like one of those songs you listen to when you're driving in your car, like late at night alone. And um, Ooh, good setting. I just really I really like it, and I really get into the atmosphere of it. And man, like. Jared Leto, dude, I know you don't like the Bono reincarnate thing, but he, Jared Leto is just good at music, man. Like, true. I'm I'm really amazed at how Thirty Seconds to Mars are a rock band, but like on this song, like they can sound so big and important and current, and Jared can just sound so on point vocally, and it just it really drew me in. And, and when you stack that up with 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 this single being what it is this this low key just sort of like dark edm sort of like murky banger and you take that with walk on water which was the big sports anthem and you take that with dangerous night which was this just fucking fabulous edm emo banger that is doing well and having all the success it should these three tracks have just presented such an interesting diverse palette and offering from the band that like they're fucking back in business, man. Mm-hmm. And I am like genuinely excited for this new 30 Seconds to Mars album in a way I haven't been about this band in a long time. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest notes, and this is slightly off track, but I, I, I'll i tie it back into it. But but one of oh, the big... Com- I, I gotta get my score real quick. I am at a 7.9 out of 10 Ooh, man. on one track mine. Oh, right under an 8. Jeez. All right, so... And for those, for the record straight, I think um 8 out of 10 that's our official banger status once eight out of ten is, yeah. is, is banger eight and above is banger so 7.9 it's just at a banger could grow on jeez me. man i'm glad you like it that much i'm glad you got this much enjoyment out just of it. a good mood track you know it's it's true you know what i mean and and, good you, and you loved uh now or never the lead singer from halsey's right. last album and i was on the fence about it and it that i mean that's the definition of a mood track and this one really reminded me of that song yeah Um, total mood track it's not you know it's not about the big moment it's just more about getting into the the sort of the fogginess of it right and so here's my kind of i just like seeing them flex the muscle you know going from walk on water to this i just that's so cool it's just so cool that they're they're doing dope and interesting and new things, you know. Totally. I'm just it, and Jared sounds so good. I'm just, I'm just so excited. <laughs> uh, dude, right. Leto's my guy, man. Dude, he Listen. was just in the Blade Runner movie. I love. Like, I am like back. <laughs> Leto is my guy. Like, holy crap. Let me know? get to my sidebar angle, man. Sorry, man. Okay, the conversation. Having a, having a fangirl the, moment the, over this, here. Good God, the conversation. <laughs> The conversation around U2 in 2017 and in 2018 is that Bono is pissed that the band can't have a hit. They can have a number one album. Again, back to my angle about the number one flops. They can have a number one album with no longevity, no hits, no singles. I'm pretty sure that I'm not pretty sure. I am 100% certain that this is the single that U2 needs to have in order to have a hit single. Absolutely. This 
and even Dangerous Night. This song, if you you two like, why aren't you releasing these songs, you two? You know what I mean? But it's who cares about you two? I guess. I, I mean, well, dude, listeners, I've had a lot of talks uh, about you two with Matt <laughs> a lot over <laughs> over the last few weeks, and I don't even know why. I'm not like yeah, I, listening just, to him, but you can't escape. You can't escape I, just, just the connections that I've been making between Angels and Thirty Seconds and and, and no, Green Carolina. We've got like maps and fucking. And red arrows Listen, everywhere we got on walls, string theory you going. You two to the millionaire, like it's it's all it's all over the place. God, man, you two is responsible for emo. That's basically what we're getting <laughs> to. <laughs> Shouts to the Breathe Carolina cover of "With or Without You." Go cop that. But um, this song is here, and I'm here for thirty seconds to Mars in 2018. Yeah, and, and just, that's what matters. And I'm, I'm glad that you got so much enjoyment out of it, man. Oh my, I'm ready, man. Um, I can tell. Full, full Leto fangirl over here. Um, <laughs> can I just give a quick shouts to the fucking just the band's promo picks right now? Jared Leto standing to the side and like looking away. And uh, I think Shannon Leto's in the middle. It's like, what the fuck? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Put your front man in the middle of the fucking picture. That, they, the I, whole band is about. He's standing to the side and looking to the distance. Are they, they still using the Walk on Water cover art? Where they're all in fucking Hawaiian button-ups? I, th- I, I think that's the one, yeah. And Jared's oh, just kind of like looking. I hated that, man. Like, when they dropped that, that single and had that cover art yeah. for it, I was like, what the fuck is this, man? Um, Bring back from Tyler, yesterday. We are like out of time, but before we go, you want to give some shouts to the boys? Yo, shouts to Dance Gavin Dance, who announced their new album, Artificial Selection. It's coming. There is no single yet, but my guys are raking in those hype pre-orders right now. And uh, (laughs) I am very excited for these first week sales because uh, anyone who has bought this thing, they have no idea what they're buying. They're buying a product that they have no idea what it contains and i just the idea of doing that off of arguably your biggest album cycle as a band is just genius in my book just just get them all while you can and uh shouts to rise for doing it absolutely shouts to you but um that is it for the show this week everyone thank you so much for listening if you have any questions for the show feel free to shoot them over to notescene at gmail.com and we will happily discuss them on the show if you enjoy this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate us, review us, give us those five stars, and we will love you. Until then, we will see you next week.